What is up, AKA Padders? Welcome to AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast, and say it with me for the entire month of October. You're in the 31 Days of Dread, where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month, and we're at day 29. This is what I call the finish line day 29, 30, and 31. Now, you're getting all of these dumped to you on Halloween Day on the 31st. Why? Because it's been one heck of a month for you boy every single october just seems to be an avalanche of every possible thing that could happen to your boy but guess what we fight through it we get it done and now we're talking the sequel to reanimator that's right if people call this the reanimator correct them and let them know you don't pay enough attention and maybe maybe you don't really love the movie this is bride of reanimator what you could possibly say is the true reanimator because this has more of the things you would imagine that reanimator would have reanimator is more of a just a solid movie but anyway look 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 look. i'm getting ahead of myself let's get through that intro let's bounce back and let's talk some horror welcome back welcome back welcome back and look, look look do i even have to tell you how excited i am to discuss the next two movies with you. We're talking Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and then we're, we're wrapping it up with Wolf. And oh my god, you know, here, here here's the funny thing. Uh, those are two prime examples to where before I sat down to watch those movies, before I engaged in the, in, in the movie watching process, uh, sorry, any, any charming you hear is my phone going off right now because you know i can't put it on mute before i record uh yeah i couldn't remember what i didn't like about those movies or why exactly those movies were not good why why they were bad uh i've seen youtubers review both movies and uh, no one kind of owns up to how good they are and we'll leave it at that it's it, it spins my head so I made this point in the intro, I made this point uh, on day 28 of the 31 Days of Dread, the Reanimator episode. Okay, this movie is a prime example to resources. The individuals that do not have resources, Brian Yazun, Yuzna. Brian Yuzna. Uh, you know, can, can I get one name right? For the entire 31 Days of Dread. The first time I try and pronounce it. This dude's decorated. And and when I say decorated. I just mean even as producer. You know he he also did. Uh, From Beyond. We spoke about that last episode. Uh, another HP Lovecraft movie. And I, I watched that last year. And I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't review. I couldn't talk about it. It's just. Not that I didn't have enough meat on the bone, uh, it just it just didn't line up. But this dude, even as producer, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Warlock, Bride of the Reanimator, The Giver, Silent Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, The Toy Maker. I have to see that movie now. <laughs> Silent, I even know Silent Night, Deadly Night got up to five. Tex, underrated good movie. Uh, Return of the Living Dead Three. I'm craving to see that. Crying Freeman, Faust, uh, Love of the Damned, uh, that uh, based on a black and white indie comic by um, Rich 
Rich, um, Rich Vich, right? Oh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting who created that comic. Arachnid, good movie. Um, Beyond the Reanimator, that's right. There's three Reanimator movies total. Uh, this is the 2000 follow-up to the 1995 masterpiece, uh, as I'm calling. And you know, as director, you know, Tarzan, the Epic Adventures, <laughs> the Dentist too. Yeah, you know, like again, it's resources. If, if this guy had access to a studio and maybe a different level of talent on a regular basis, as you do when you're set up inside of a of, of a studio lot, yeah, you know, when you when you become a darling of Paramount or Universal or you know, I guess Comcast and Disney, you could say that now. Well, you can't even say Fox. <laughs> you can't even say Fox. You have to say Disney. You know, like, this is what he does. This is what you do. Okay? You know, it's it's just an idea. It's it's not like this guaranteed. It's a hypothesis. It's, or it's like a theory. It's a theory that um, a lot of these horror and genre-based filmmakers that have a long, uh, you know, long producing record, long, long directing record, that, that, that these guys... Hey, thank you, Philly, for uh, filling up my uh, airwaves with sirens also. Well, bad time to record. <laughs> you know, like, the, you know, these guys would kind of do more. Like, it just as of, um, you know, like, uh, their artistry, experimentation, uh, you know, budgets. You know, like, budgets control so much of these movies, and it does come down to the idea. Uh, but long way, these guys kind of like know how to fight in the trenches. They know their market, and they, you know, they they have a long, illustrious, fantastic career. And I think I think people like this should just be uh, like honored in some way. Uh, you know, like it, it kind of makes me start thinking: should should I do a um, like an AKA pad retrospective Hall of Fame type, uh, you know, for for some of these, and you know, like it would. It would entail me going into a, a very much of a deep dive on their entire filmography uh, and giving my perspective on each. But at the same time, uh, you know, I feel like I, I, like they've earned it. You know, like that uh, I owe it to these guys to do something like that because it's 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 staggering. I mean, this guy as producer has been making movies from 1985 to 2010. As director from 89 to 2011. Now as writer from 86 to 2003. I mean it's. it's it, it, Anyway. So Brian. Yuzna. Brian Yuzna. Our director. You know, he, he, he put together a movie. Uh, you know. Uh, it, it picks up a little bit after the original. The first one ends where we're in South America. It's a civil war, and and uh, our two guys from from the original, you know, our 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 two dudes are are they're back at it, <laughs> Herbert West and and Dane Kane, they're back at it. They're experimenting and they're just moving forward. And look, look, we know they're going to come, you know, they're they're going to get into a a, a laboratory. They're 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 um they're like uh, guerrilla medics at this point, you know, and it's just cool. It's a great setup. It establishes them in establishes them in a different environment. Time has transpired between one and two. I love that. Um, I do feel like that is a uh, a fault of the last Jedi, 
uh, you know, the Star Wars movies need gaps. They they really do. Uh, that was a formula that uh, Kevin Feige, Feige figured out for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where every single one of those movies, uh, there was a, a, a enormous gap. Sometimes there's movies between the movies, there's such a gap. Uh, you know, same, same type of thing as you would get with Indiana Jones or Star Wars. Yeah, or even James Bond. But yeah, so this movie, like the, my whole point with this movie is that, uh, you know, the chaos at the end, the gore, the uh, amalgamation of body parts and people, and <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's sensory overload, it's hyper-violent, uh, it's well shot, it's well lit, special effects are fantastic, uh, but I would say like the ending of this movie and the experimentation throughout this movie is more in line to what you would imagine Reanimator being. The first one, Reanimator. You know, there's more of a story there. There's more of an arc. Uh, you know, this one, we can kind of just go with it because we know who all these characters are. This is a great sequel. It's a sequel to the first movie. It, I don't need like a setup. I don't need drama. I don't need these characters. And this movie, when we get to the bride part, when we get to the bride part, it is soulful. It's heartfelt. It's honest. It's real. And there's a real tension with that scene. Uh, love triangle with that scene. It's incredible. Actually, it's a, it's it's four. It's four people. You know, calls our uh, our boy Herbert West, <laughs> the main character, uh, Jeffrey Combs, who is again phenomenal, phenomenally cold and targeted and rigid. And it, like I would almost say, if they made a Steve Jobs movie or something, uh, you know, in nineteen ninety, uh, he I don't know why he. Uh, you know, like, wouldn't get the role. Because he plays the Steve Jobs type so well in this. You know, like, beyond type A personality. It's like, it's like type A infinity personality. But, yeah, so, like, this movie, again, we're not dealing with a, with a sophisticated plot. We're dealing with a, a lot, a lot of what we saw with Return of the Dead too. You know, like, there's people investigating what happened. Or there's people trying to figure out you know, something with the first movie, uh, you know, we're getting reminded what happened in the first movie, we're getting callbacks from the first movie, and then, like, eventually, all these characters introduced, you know, are going to meet an end, and this movie has, uh, this other really cool balance of weird, like, almost like goofy horror, or goofy comedy, with real horror, with real, uh, again, um, you know, like, it, it's almost like there is no sympathy within some of these characters because they're so obsessed, they're so targeted, uh, they know what they're doing, and they're not going through the Dr. Uh, Victor Von Frankenstein, like, weepiness. You know, these guys don't care. They're just swinging for the fences, and I love it. You know, I would, and this is a great double feature. I'm happy I made this choice. I said before, you know, I was going to do Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2, and 2 is such a, uh, it's such a mess. Uh, that's more of a drinking, like, let's just have fun movie. This is a, there's a narrative flow to it. Uh, it's a narrative extension from the first movie. We get deeper into the characters. We get deeper into their psyche. Uh, we still have a, a amazing score. 
okay, with with Richard Baines, who is literally uh, delivering one of the all-time scores with the first movie. You know, and and we kind of have, like, you know, we, we have 80s and we have 90s horror. Like, the definition of that. I'm not sure if there's a better one-two combo that works because look the, this movie you know like the the franchise overall it's it's only it's only has three iterations you know it's this reanimator it's it's reanimator bride of and beyond and beyond is just this uh 2003 uh follow-up that i can kind of tell like i can see like it didn't impress anyone even though i am um, very curious about that movie as well. You know, like I that looked more of a straight up modern day reboot than anything from from some of my initial research. But it's awesome that this is a two movie set, and they didn't go further and they didn't corrupt it because they could have. You know, like they they could they could have done a lot with the chemical in this movie. They and um they didn't. You know, and there's something to say there and. Like, I kind of would love to say that even about Ghostbusters. That Ghostbusters is this, like, two-movie set where the first one's the first one, right? You can never beat the first one. And the second one is this. But, you know, it's also separate and connected. And it's all of these things. And it mixes with our, uh, crit- like, our, the, criti- the, the critic within us all. Or, like, that mechanism that makes us try and figure things out in a deeper level. And... But no, we have the, you know, Ghostbusters 2016, you know, we have a new one coming out, you know, like we have this, this cartoon series, we have video games, there's all of this stuff around Ghostbusters, and here we have Reanimator, just sitting there, being a, a, just about a perfect two movie set that, again, explains mythology, ends things, you know, like everything uh, crumbles at the end of this movie, everything crashes into itself, and, and you know, and we have like two lovers, yeah, you know, that that escape. Uh, Fabiana, Yadenlo, Yadenlo, she is like your new South American hottie journalist. Uh, she is one of the most beautiful women ever to appear in American film, and you know, she's in this movie. Uh, you you kind of question like, how does that girl not get like Catwoman? By, by Batman Returns or something. I understand. You got to give it to Michelle Pfeiffer. But, like, you know, like, again, it's, like, um, perfect definition of just what some of, some of this talent's locked into. Like, the stream. The stream of content creation that they're locked into. And it, it's, it, it's, it's heartbreaking because every time I drill deeper into some of these names, I want to discover, like, something... You know, like that they broke out, that they graduated, and and so often they do not. And, and even for me, and what I'm doing here, like the the constant grind. Uh, what am I discovering? You know, like I'm discovering something very similar for myself. Is it's I'm only as good as the resources around me, and that's why everything you do uh, to support this show is very important. You know, it's it's a major thing. I appreciate it. You know, comments, retweets. Uh, broadcasting this, telling your friends, uh, cats and dogs living together, you know the drill. But look, check out this movie. Check out Reanimator. Make this a two-movie block. Now, coming up, we're rounding out 90s horror revival that we, the revivals that we started last year, and 
up next is going to be Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So we always have a, a free, a three Frankenstein movie block. Okay, with Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And then we're going to be ending things with Wolf. That is also a three Wolf block. Earlier, we did the greatest werewolf movie of all time, The Howling. And we did Dog Soldiers, potentially the second greatest werewolf movie of all time. But here's the thing, Wolf isn't werewolf, it's Wolf Man. There's an M-A-N in that movie. We're going to be discussing both of those next two episodes, episode day 30 and day 31. And then we'll, we'll be doing something special for 15. 15 is what we missed this year. And that's going to go right into a modern day release of a movie that is literally coming out tomorrow. <laughs> you can you can probably guess what it is. But look, rock and roll. It comes out November 1st. But rock and roll. We're going to do this. Let's get through the 31 Days of Dread. Hopefully, you have a great Halloween. So, hey, I'll talk to you soon.